Welcome to Hearing God with Gary and Jane Berry. Do you want to grow in your intimacy with Father God, Holy Spirit and Jesus? Join us as we share insights and practical tips that you can apply today. Today we're talking about the importance of hearing God from myself. I think the first step, Gary, has to always be to know the real deal. So that's like when a bank teller is uh, training to uh, recognise counterfeit money as against real money. They're not taught about the counterfeit money. They actually know what the real, for instance, $100 bill looks like so that they can immediately pick what the fake looks like. That's a great point. It was like when I began in coronary care over 30 years ago, we studied normal ECGs. We looked at, mate, hundreds of normal ECGs. So electrocardiographs of normal people without any heart issues. We knew them intricately so that the minute there was a change, any minute change, we could spot immediately. And I think the same is with God. It's learning to recognise his voice, what it sounds like, what fruit it brings. I think it's intimacy. It's developing intimacy with God and then being able to recognise, ah, that's not his voice. So next episode, we will dive into that some more. So, Jane, I can remember when we were on a mission trip to Israel 30 years ago or so, and you had a significant aha moment about hearing God um, when you were out on a hilltop. Yeah, I can remember that. We were coming down this hill near the Sea of Galilee, and there was about oh, 40 of us, and we were making a bit of a noise as we were clambering down the mountain. And off to the right of us, there was this old Arab shepherd and he was sitting down and actually had a, a shepherd's crook and there was probably about 10 or a dozen sheep around him and as we came down the mountain and were making all this noise they just scattered they just all went off their own direction and this guy said said something quietly but it was it was only a couple of words I have no idea what it was I gather it was in Arabic and those sheep immediately turned around and came back to him. And I'm like, what the? I, I grew up on a farm in Tasmania. It was a dairy and cropping farm. We also had a number of sheep, mainly so that we could slaughter them to eat. And they're dumb. In the Bible, whenever I'd read John chapter 10, and I'd hear like verse 14 says, I'm the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. Or verse 27, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. And I'd read that and I'd think, don't they mean the sheepdog? Like the sheepdog knew our voice, knew our commands. The sheep never would obey us. But this showed me on that hillside, Galilee in Israel, showed me that even animals can learn the shepherd's voice and know their shepherd and will follow him. So Jane, can you give us a more recent example for you where you've heard the father's voice and it's been amazing the insight that he brought? Oh, let me see. Even even a couple of weeks ago, we'd had an opportunity to buy a new car 
And it meant that we've actually got five cars and this huge trailer, garden trailer, in our household. And we live at the bottom of a court and the neighbours next door have four young adults and their partners all living at home. And there's just cars blocking every bit of street. And I was like, oh, God, what do we do? How do we, where do we put the cars? How do we do it so that we're being kind to our neighbours and not blocking any more street access? And I just really sense God show me, tell me. I can't remember if it was a tell or a show, but Gary, especially during COVID, had done this amazing thing with our front garden where he'd put all these vegetables in pots and we had this flourishing vegetable garden all on just our little uh, front, front, dark, yard. front yard. And I just had this picture of how about we, we could do this and that and move this to various other parts of the back and side garden and give away plants as presents and things like that and actually make that area into another place where we could put a car. And I'd, I'd been sort of stewing a little bit about what to do. And then it was just, oh, ask God. And he immediately just downloaded this thought. It was like a thought came into my mind. I think another time was even just last week, Josh received an email of this amazing opportunity that he has been offered for October this year. And he had to reply within... 24 hours, 48 hours. And my initial thing was, oh, it's so good, but there's something about it that's costly. Like the implications are that it's going to be costly, and not financially, but in another sense. And I was like, I don't want to, but I need to ask God his heart for Josh and what he would love for Josh. And as soon as I did that, this deep sense of peace filled me and I was like right that is a fruit of the spirit it's a fruit of God and so if I'm experiencing that deep sense of peace and can make a decision out of that then yeah it's a way of hearing God so Gary can you remember a significant time for you when God is showing you his heart well I was reading the bible on this uh the roof of this hut in a village in India, rural India, probably 30 years ago, or no, sorry, 23 years ago or so. And I was reading Jeremiah chapter 1 about the call of Jeremiah and how Jeremiah was being called to, to be a prophet to the nations, but he just didn't feel that he could speak. He didn't feel that he was old enough. He kept on coming up with these excuses. And yet God sort of said, well, I'm going to put the words in your mouth. And I was really asking God the question, what did you want me to do with this next season of my life? And it was almost as though God said, that, you know, I'd sensed there that it was around church planting, but I didn't know what to say, what to do, that sort of thing. But reading Jeremiah, the call that Jeremiah chapter 1, God spoke to me through that and said, I will give you all that you need. I'll give you the words to say. I'll give you the strategies. Whatever is required in that situation, rely on me. I'm going to give you all that's required. And that was such a, not so much a relief, but such a, that was amazing. 
that God was totally on it and he was going to equip me for every good work there. I love how God speaks to us through the Bible. Sometimes people feel they never hear God, but God communicates in an assortment of ways. Maybe, like I said, that deep sense of peace I experienced, as Gary's just shared, through the Bible, maybe knowing or sensing through pictures, through our dreams of a night. God often, oh, I have so many dreams each night that are really quite profound and quite impacting and, and quite directional. It might be through that still small voice or an audible voice. And we'll unpack the different ways that God speaks, can speak to us in a later episode. I just, I really encourage everyone to really go after intimacy with God. I can actually remember back early in our marriage, I think you, Gary, experienced God through sensing or knowing, but you you didn't have the language about it. And we, we didn't really understand that it was from God. And so there'd be decisions we'd have to make. Gary would, would come up about it. I think we should buy this land or we should do this or change, you know, job or whatever. And I I wanted facts. I wanted how do you know? And he he sensed or felt that from God, but I because he hadn't heard it or there wasn't a Bible verse or something dramatic, I didn't trust Gary with that he'd heard from God. I didn't realise that, wow, part of hearing God can be through sensing or knowing. I love Psalm 91, verses 1 to 5. Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. He will cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. And under the first there, Thor, where it says, under his wings you will find refuge. I just get this picture of uh, my head on God's chest, snuggled up my ear on God's heart. And so when I sometimes are finding it hard to hear from God or just need something comforting, I will just imagine my head and myself snuggled up, God with his arm around me and my ear on his chest, over his heart, and me just listening to God's heartbeat. I know uh, hearing God for myself changed the way I prayed. I read about a lady who had close to 100% of her prayers answered. I was like, wow, wouldn't that be great, knowing that when you prayed something, it'd get answered. This lady said, how she always stopped and asked God what to pray first. That way she prayed what God wanted her to pray. I was like, oh, wow. When I went to pray or if I was in a you know group of people and going to pray, I would just open my mouth and kick in the gear and pray and whatever. And reading that just made me stop and go, wow, wow. If I actually asked God first, what would you like me to pray? And took a moment just to to sense or hear or feel from God and then pray that, makes sense. My prayers would be answered. So would it be fair to say that that idea that you're suggesting there, I think you said something earlier in this podcast or last one, you mentioned the idea of prophetic intersection. 
Is that really what you're saying that it is? You're hearing from God and then you're speaking those words back to him. Yeah, exactly. I had a friend for a number of years, for probably about 18 years, worked in the female prison here in Melbourne. And she asked me, Jane, could you pray for me every Tuesday when I go in? I'm like, yep, I'll do that. And so Tuesday morning I would get up and have my shower and I brought up on a farm, quick shower. And when I'm under the shower, I would say, God, what is it that you would like me to pray for my friend today? Something would come into my mind and so I'd just go, God, can you do whatever? I'd get out, get dressed, come down. I'd text my friend. She would be in the prisons by then and had to, you know, leave her phone and stuff at the security guard. She'd get out at like 9.30 at 10 o'clock at night and she'd look at the message and she'd go, Jane, that was just so accurate. That was so right on the money for, for what you prayed today, what had happened to her in prison. So that that's called, yeah, prophetic intercession. Oh, great. So back to the importance of hearing God for yourself. So, Carrie, I can remember Sorry, a time. Sorry, I've got you distracted. <laughs> That's all right. You are a passionate person so <laughs> when it comes to prayer and the prophetic and intercession. But. I can remember certain females at church approaching you and asking you if you had any word for them about their future husbands. Uh, and this was after Jane and I had been married for quite a while, so they weren't <laughs> asking, asking me to marry them, but... They'd often come up to me and sort of want a word because I'd perhaps ministered to them the previous Sunday at the end of the service and because uh, we have a prayer line where we pray for people and they were wanting some uh, insight about uh, who they could go out with. They wanted some insight about, you know, getting married one day because that's that was their heart's desire. I would encourage them to actually go to God and to hear what he had to say, what his heart was for them wanted to encourage them to go on the journey of developing greater intimacy with him. Oh, look, I think that's so important, so crucial. Apart from the fact that in hearing God for others, we're always encouraged to not mention dates or babies. And I remember one time, Gary, you're giving this guy a prophetic word about being engaged before the end of the year. And he'd seen you and... You'd given in this word, you got in the car and you, you went, oh, I saw such and such today and just had this prophetic word for him that he would meet a woman this year and just doing life, going about doing normal life, he would meet this woman and they'd be engaged before the end of the year. And I can remember going, Gary, you can't say that. Why on earth did you say that? We're not allowed to say that. Well, what happened? Well, let's go back a step. We had quite a relationship, this guy and myself, and I would often give him words within the guidelines that we that we had, but I just had a real sense, no, it was I was perhaps being a little bit naughty and a bit, you know, a bit mischievous. But no, I really had a sense from God about that. And what happened was the end of the year he came up to be pointing at this woman that was beside him. And she ended up being someone that lived across the road from him and they just got to know each other to the point where they were engaged to be married. And it's just been so exciting to see their journey 
it was actually during COVID, wasn't it? During lockdown, and they would be both be out in their front garden weeding and got to know each other. Then, otherwise, COVID hadn't happened, they probably wouldn't have been both home at the same time. Because so. yeah, she was actually a minister in a church somewhere, and so they probably always had days off differently and and that sort of thing. So a prophetic word should always confirm what God has already revealed to you. Yeah, I think that's really important that, that you, we need to have a sense of what God is saying to us and then the word that someone else may bring may really confirm what we're sensing, what God was saying, not something that's sort of way out left field. Yeah. As we finish today, I would love you to ask Jesus what do you love most about me and why? So wherever you are, whatever you're doing, just turn your heart towards God, your thoughts towards God. Thank him for who he is. Thank him for his relationship with you. And just say, Jesus, what do you love most about me and why? Over to you, Gary. So I just really want to release a prayer over people today so that they will hear from God for themselves. Father God, we love you. We just want your heart for each one of us today. And Father, for the people who are listening to this podcast, may they develop the capacity to hear from you. If there's anything that's holding them back from hearing you, from hearing from you, may that just be released from their lives, Lord Father. Father, even if they think that you're a distant God or a God that's not interested in them, Father, may they recognize that you are someone that is so close to them, that you are someone that just has such a desire for them. And Father, may they just hear from you, hear clearly in the little things, hear clearly in the big things. Father, may they just feel valued by you. Father, just thank you for who you are. Bless each of these people now in Jesus' name. Amen. A great way to support us is to subscribe to our podcast on your favourite podcast app and then share this podcast with your friends. Maybe even ask God who he would love you to share it with and share it with whoever comes to mind. Thank you. Our next episode is on the four different voices we can hear. So stay tuned.